What's up? Today's episode is about speaking in absolutes, squatting every day, and a rant that somebody had in weightlifting. Welcome to the Open House Podcast with James Tatum. This podcast is about conversations we have in the gym, everything from training methods, technique, massage, and other odd topics that come up. So make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, any of those things, they are greatly appreciated. They uh, help out our podcast a lot, so please take that time to go ahead and do that either at the end of the podcast or right now. So getting right into it, speaking in absolutes, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to start a podcast because I was getting some of this uh, information, and I don't even remember who it came from, but somebody sent me this uh, a video of these two uh, people talking and they were speaking in strong absolutes, like, oh, this doesn't work in weightlifting. And they were wrong. And I was like, okay, that's that's not correct. I see what they're trying to get at, but they were, you know, they were completely wrong. It wasn't correct in every situation. But just like it goes to many other things, it goes back to that, well, it depends. You know, they were talking about something. And I have personally seen it be successful many a times. I've also seen what they were saying, and I understood that uh, it was not successful used at other times. And I think they were talking about squatting every day. Because, you know, squatting every day is not good for everyone, but to say that it doesn't work is just straight up wrong. Because it, uh, I mean, it works, and it works really well. It's probably not the best long-term plan for everyone, but there is a stage in training where you can do that. So, for example, right now it's October. We, as a gym, House of Weightlifting, are doing the Sornex Squatober program. Uh, we're changing a few things around just so we can keep snatching clean and jerk fresh. But for the most part, we're squatting every day. The uh, the squatting every day is like the easy part. Uh, for us weightlifters, actually, the hard part is doing the bench press that's in that program. All my guys and girls are uh, having trouble with their overhead because the uh, the bench press does not go well with weightlifting. So we've kind of switched around a little bit. We've done some narrow grip bench pressing. But for the most part, the squatting is not that aggressive for a weightlifter. We're used to squatting every day. So I want to tell a story about when I first started weightlifting, and it was kind of an interesting, uh, interesting change to where I am now. So I was young, and I thought I had all of the uh, the ideas right, and I kind of knew I kind of knew a lot about my narrow field, and in a way, maybe I was a little closed-minded because I had a system and it was working. And so what we would do is we kind of had all these things from Charles Poliquin and his data and uh, and we were doing powerlifting and all that. Like we had some data that was like, oh, you should train your hamstrings every five days. You know, you should do this muscle group this often. You know, deadlifting, you shouldn't do it this often because you can't recover because it's neurologically demanding and blah, blah, blah. And so we had all of these like kind of general guidelines to training and different exercises so like curls you know we could do curls you know maybe like two or three times a week and you would be able to adapt and do better and generally this is you know pretty much true and squats we would do one to two times a week and we would adapt and we would get better 
But then I started weightlifting, and actually I got into weightlifting because I saw all of these weightlifters doing these huge squats. And I thought, man, they got to be doing something. I got to try this weightlifting thing out to see what I'm missing. So I get in there and I start doing weightlifting. I think I actually went to a local CrossFit gym that was doing, um, they had like a little six week weightlifting course that I jumped in and did. And in the, you know, I had, I have a hard time with CrossFit cause even back then they were, they did some idiotic things. So I walk into this gym and I see all these other idiotic things that they're doing. And I think, Oh, this is, this is great. Now we're going to do this. And I'm, one of my critiques, which I now know was wrong, is I was like, okay, so they're doing weightlifting and they do snatch and clean and jerk every day. Eh, I think they're missing out on some things. Like I can see like, yeah, they're getting a little bit of technical work, but as far as getting strong, because also when I went into this CrossFit, everybody was, um, well, I got to be careful before I start calling people weak. Generally, they were weaker because, you know, generally CrossFitters, they're you know, uh, across the board, especially on the men's side, they tend to not be that strong because in order to be able to run fast or not run fast, run a long distance in a quick time, you definitely sacrifice a lot of your ability to get strong. Now that does not seem to be the case for women. Women tend to come out of CrossFit being really strong. I think that volume of CrossFit is actually good for women's strength overall. But for men, I think men tend to become weaker than uh, their potential by doing CrossFit. Okay. Again, I'm at an aside. So that was my, uh, that was my critique was that they're doing squats and they're doing deadlifts every day. They're not going to get strong. And that was my idea about weightlifting. And it turns out that I was wrong. Weightlifters, get stronger squats by doing squats so often. And if you think about it, even if you're not doing back squat or front squat, if you're doing snatch every day, you're still squatting every day. You're still bending your knees and getting that full range of motion, even though it's light compared to your back squat. So uh, your best snatch should be around like 65% of your best back squat and you're not going 100% every day. So you're still only might be getting like, I don't know, 40% of your back squat on a day where you do light snatches but still, that's something. You're developing certain strength attributes in that percentage range. So they're squatting every day. And I was like, oh, they're never going to get strong by doing the squats. So I was definitely wrong. You can definitely get a lot stronger doing you know, squats every day. And so my preconceived ideas that I had gotten from Charles Poliquin's you know, general, uh, what does he call them, principles, kind of steered me in the wrong direction because I, you know, and those principles were not wrong. They were correct. So how can these two things both be correct, but both be opposing? And that's, uh, that's where some of this confusion comes in. And I think that's where absolutes will get you into trouble because you just, you never know, you know, that's uh you might be surprised what actually works. And I think that was a big lesson for me was I needed to stop coming in with these preconceived ideas and being 100% absolute and instead just start looking at the data. And by the data, meaning, are you getting stronger? Are you getting better? Are you tracking a goal and are you progressing towards it? Oh, yeah, you are? Okay. That's what the data shows. And so it's just being a little bit more open-minded and more logical towards these ideas rather than thinking, oh, this is crazy. You know, it's like, um, 
just a different mindset that I think will be beneficial to a lot of people. And when I see some of this content coming out and they're speaking in absolutes, I think they're steering a lot of people wrong by speaking in absolutes. So keep that in mind. If you're looking at weightlifting content, you know, if someone says, oh, 100% of the time, no one should squat every day. Yeah, you, you should probably have a red flag. And that doesn't mean that the rest of their content is bad, but if they got a red flag on that, and usually my rule of thumb is uh, if I get multiple red flags, then I'm think then I'll start being suspicious. If it's just one, eh, it's all right. You know, I can accept that I might have some bias that I think that they have a red flag. And, you know, that's something that I use in a lot of different things. So, for example, in the sport of weightlifting, drugs, uh, performance-enhancing drugs tend to be prevalent. So if you're really strong and you're hitting uh, American records or world records in weightlifting, you know what? That is actually a red flag to me that you might be on performance-enhancing drugs. Now, I can 100% say that there's people that are hitting American records that are not on drugs. I hit at a university American records and I am not on drugs. So I know it's possible, but still it is a red flag when someone is that strong and is stronger than everyone else that they could possibly be on drugs. Does it mean they're on drugs? No. Now let's say they also have a few of these other signs. Let's say it's, it's a male and they have deltoids that are the size of basketballs. Oh, there's another red flag. Does it 100% mean that they're on drugs? No. Oh, they had they have just recently gotten 75% stronger. Another red flag. Could be a beginner. If it's an advanced guy that just went from a 250 squat to a 350 squat, that is a huge red flag. So once they get like 3 or 4 red flags, that's when it's just like, okay, this is suspicious and you kind of step away from it. Or, you know, maybe not, you're probably not going to start accusing people, but then, you know, that's, uh, once you've got a bunch of red flags and you just got to start, uh, taking the, taking the evidence for what it is. And the same kind of goes for, you know, somebody putting out content, you know, these people putting out content that say, oh, squatting every day is bad. Okay. That's red flag number one. And they've sent, uh, now that doesn't mean that these people are not putting out good information. Let's see what that next thing is. See if they come up with a bunch of red flags. You know, suddenly they come out with this their next thing saying that weightlifters should start running marathons to help their weightlifting. Okay, there goes their second red flag. You know, so just be careful to, uh, you know, kind of filter through. Watch out for people speaking in absolutes. Uh, sometimes people speak in absolutes just as clickbait. So it's important to look for that too because, you know, that's what people do. They uh, They try to get people on their on their shows and their, their podcasts and their, their YouTube so that they can get more views and they could sell more ads through that and, uh, and make some money. And you can't fault anybody for that. That's just, uh, that's just the way of the game now, but it still bothers me. So that's why I thought I'd bring it up and talk about those absolutes and the whole squat everyday thing. So squatting every day really does work. So right now we're doing squatober. Uh, you know, we'll find out today's the 15th. So We'll see how many more days it takes. Uh, you know, well, of course, we know how many more days. 15 more days of Squatober, and we'll see how everyone does. And I expect there'll be a lot of people that'll be getting some PRs, and we'll get some good progress. And 
that will be direct evidence that Squattober worked. You know, we had a goal to increase the squat, and I think a lot of people are going to do it. And uh, now if you're a beginner, and this is something that my old coach Glenn Pendley used to say a lot, is try to be, stay a beginner for as long as possible. Because if you can make just as much progress and only squat once or twice a week, you should probably do that. Because you're only really going to get so strong so fast because it just takes years and years to get strong. And if you're going to get just as strong doing less than half of the work, that's a lot less stress on your body, a lot less wear and tear, which will help you out in the long run. So the people that tended to do squat every day and kind of really made it popular, they generally do tend to not stay in the sport as long. But doing a squat every day as like a booster program or during that, you know, kind of that advanced, uh, advanced stage, intermediate and advanced stage, it's going to be perfect to kind of help you build up enough volume to get you to that next level. So there definitely is a time and place for it. The squat is one of those that you can really do well with it because the, you know, the squatting, you will adapt well to that. It doesn't work as well on, uh, on, on deadlift, but, uh, I'm not saying it wouldn't work for certain individuals in certain cases. So again, we're, uh, we're talking about squatting every day and, and it will work. So if you, uh, if you have any questions or whether or not you should be squatting every day, you know, think about them logically, talk to them about your coach. And I, I would say seven out of 10 times, it's probably not the right time to squat every day for you. And that's just me throwing out random random numbers that are not backed up by science, which would be a red flag. <laughs> so, uh, that, uh, I probably shouldn't say that. I wish I should probably say more of, uh, for the most part, it's probably going to do better with, uh, not squatting every day. I shouldn't send out these specific 70% of the time. You should not be squatting every day because I don't have data that says that I don't, uh, this is all anecdotal. So, um, you know, you might have like two red flags on me right now on this podcast and, uh, you know, that's okay. Use your common sense. And, uh, if I'm saying some stuff that doesn't make sense, you know, put that red flag up on there or ask me a question and ask me to elaborate and get you a better answer. So the next issue that I wanted to bring up, and this was just something that came up a while ago that I thought was just kind of interesting in the sport of weightlifting. So Courtney Batchelor put up this, uh, this post that got sent into the, uh, the gym's group chat. And it was about, uh, unofficial world records. And I, I just found that this, uh, this whole thing was interesting. I don't really feel strongly one way or the other about it, but Courtney was pretty much saying like, Hey, if you hit an unofficial world record, that means that you did it in competition at like nationals where you had judges and you were mid competition and you hit this lift and you got three white lights or majority decision white lights. That is an unofficial world record. What an unofficial world record is not is if you hit that off of jerk blocks in training. So it's, that is hitting above the world record in training. 
is what she was saying. It's not an unofficial world record because it wasn't done in competition. So it's kind of like um, semantics. And she is correct. I agree with her, like logically, that, you know, that's, uh, as far as terminology goes, that's correct. But when people are posting these things on social media or in training, you know, let's not even worry about social media, you know, screw social media. Nobody cares about that. It's not real life. If you're in training and you're thinking, all right, I'm going for an unofficial world record. I just made an unofficial world record attempt in the jerk, even though it's off of jerk blocks, that is super motivating. You're like, wow, like this is one step towards you know, maybe that person's goal is to hit that on a, that world record on a stage. Doing it in training, even if it's off jerking box, is a huge win. And I think people should definitely take take the win when it comes their way. You know, whether or not it's you know the official terminology, if that gets that individual athlete hyped up and excited, that I think that's a good. I think it's a good thing. Because then they have more motivation. They can say that. They have more drive to go after and hit that record eventually in competition. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. I see both sides of it, um, you know, from an internal mental perspective. Words matter. You know, how you say things matter. Uh, From an official, everyone else viewing things down, the official... Uh, in maintaining the integrity of the sport, maintaining the integrity of world records that people have hit in competition, that matters as well. So I see both sides. Um, which one's right? You know, does it matter? I don't know. Uh, probably not. But it's an interesting conversation to have, an interesting topic to talk about because, uh, you know, it's just fun to see it. Um, if I hit, I think I hit the uh, American record in training when I was a 77. I cleaned 191. The American record was 190 held by Chad Vaughn. And he did a, he did a clean and jerk in competition. And I did a power jerk from the jerk racks with 191. And I was super stoked about that. But I never did hit it in competition. Uh, I think the best I hit in that weight class when I was actually on weight, I hit both of those weighing about 80 kilos. So I was definitely, I was overweight and I hit it in training. So it's, you know, it's not the same, but the best I hit in competition was as a 77 was only 178, which is 13 kilos less. Uh, me dropping that three kilos of body weight really affected my jerk. I would just do the dip drive and I would just crumble. And you know, if you if you uh, if you can't do it in competition at weight, you know it didn't count. Um, but it was definitely motivating for me to hit those separately in training. I also hit the um, the record in in snatch. I broke the record in snatch in training. Again, I was overweight. I was about three kilos overweight. Uh, the American record, and that was Oscar Chaplin's record. And since then, uh, Harrison Morris has surpassed that record, I guess at a separate weight class, but the uh, being able to hit it in, 
in training was very motivating. Although I never did hit it in competition at my correct body weight. It was, uh, it was fun. So either way, that is all I got for you today. You know, what, uh, we've got speaking in absolutes. We've got squatting every day, which in a way is almost like somebody that's kind of extreme doing things to the extreme. Uh, yes, it works sometimes. Uh, no, it doesn't work sometimes. Uh, Yes, it works, but is it healthy? Eh, yes, it works, and it's healthy. Yeah, so there's lots of questions, lots of it depends type things. Uh, don't don't go in speaking in absolutes. And you know, if you hit an unofficial world record in training, you're a fraud. You didn't actually hit it. Uh, but if it motivates you, you know, you made it. So um, maybe a fraud was a little bit too strongly of wording. I'm just kind of messing around. And she said she wasn't talking about someone in particular, but, you know, who knows? There was probably somebody in on social media that put something out and was excited about it. And, you know, somebody took offense and or just wanted to make things clear. You know, whatever. It all works. Uh, so thanks. Thanks again for listening. This is Open House with James Tatum. Make sure if you did not pause the podcast earlier and review or... Um, subscribe or something make sure you pause it right now because i have no more content for you and make sure you do that stuff thank you later